This is your wake-up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show, because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earned it. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning, and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother... We in the... Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. I ain't gonna front. Getting up today was hard. I don't know what. What happened yesterday, but getting up this morning was difficult. And it's it's pretty easy. You just kind of just roll out of bed and walk downstairs. But it was difficult this morning. Yeah, I definitely woke yeah. up at 5.54. I woke up at 5.54 Eastern Standard Time, guys. Yeah, yeah I woke it, it was difficult. I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning for some reason. I just popped up. Like, I don't know why. I ain't going to front. I, I was praying. I was like, please let this system work. Because sometimes, you know, we broadcast it from home. The system don't want to work. There might be some technical difficulties. It was, but it, it, it finally got on. But good morning, guys. I went good to morning. bed late, though, man. I'm going to tell you something. Them damn Zoom meetings, them Zoom meetings be, like, stressful, but then they be fun. Especially when you be on there with, like, a bunch of other brothers and y'all get to, like, just bonding and having real conversation about mm-hmm. real things. Those, those Zoom meetings can last a little bit longer. Regular meetings in person never never seem like that. Right. Zoom meetings, I guess, also because everybody's quarantined and it's it's actually good to, to talk to a live body. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why well, those Zoom a, meetings Yeah, last I had longer. a fun time yesterday. I hosted a listening session uh, for The Bonfire, and she's one of the first artists that L.A. Reid assigned to his new label, Hitco. And so she was going through her music. It's coming out May 1st. And she's also signed to Raphael Sadiq. And then the two of them jumped on to the listening session also. And I had a really good conversation. It was fun, though. Her music is really dope. So she was on tour with, like, Fantasia, Tyrese, and Tank. Op- um, no, Fantasia, Tank, and um, and Robin Thicke opening for them. And, mm-hmm. yeah, she has a new EP coming out. But it was really dope last night. So shout out to The Bonfire. Okay, shout out to The Bonfire. I've been actually getting a lot of calls to do some listening sessions. I guess people are home, so... They're like, let's do yeah. listening sessions on, on uh, Facebook and, and all these other platforms. I think I have a couple coming up that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do. Uh, it just gets to the point I'm just doing all different types of, of, of new things, that usually things I didn't have time for. I got the time now. <laughs> and, I got the time so, now. It's so hard to say no because a person knows all you got to do is roll out the goddamn bed yep. and turn your laptop on and get the Zoom. You can't, you can't even say, hey, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be in town. Nope. nope. Turn your Zoom on. Absolutely. It's hard to say no. Did any of y'all watch yeah, LBT last night? Uh, no, I was I doing did. a listening session. No, I, I, was did, I, did, I did. I did watch some of SOS. I thought SOS was damn good, man. I was sitting there looking like, yo, what equipment are they using? Because I need that at the house. Because, you know, all of them was broadcasting from their house. And, and uh, right. like, last week, me and Terrence Jay was actually on a Zoom call. And uh, I saw when he got everything from BET, and he showed me some of the equipment that they were using. And it looked mm-hmm. amazing on TV. It looked like they were actually... Broadcasting Damn. from a studio or something. I'm like, oh, I got to get that. Sierra looked great. Kelly Rowland looked great. Like, all of them looked like they were broadcasting from their uh, cribs. And I was I was actually on that special. Me and um, Dr. Rita Walker. Dr. Rita Walker has a book 
coming out on May 1st called The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. Man, I promise you, everybody needs to go pre-order that book. Everybody needs to go buy that book. It is a game changer. And so I was on there last night. You was on there like that? Like the way you look now, all dark and like that? Everybody well, else look clear well, as hell and you well, look like well, that? Well, 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 salute the revolt. I forgot. I haven't turned my lights on yet. I told you I just got up at 555. Oh, so I forgot okay. to turn all the lights on. So I forgot to turn all the lights on. But no, I was... um. I did a quick conversation with Dr. Rita Walker about just how to maintain your mental health during this uh, global pandemic, during this quarantine time. Gotcha. So that's what me and Dr. Rita Walker was talking about on SOS last night. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right, well, let's get the a- show. Hmm? I was going to say, I was also thinking Raphael Sadiq could battle somebody in verses. Like his name, I haven't heard his name brought up too much. Mm. But I was going to say, I was thinking that that would be a good battle because he has a lot of catalog also. So. Yeah, I would love to see Raphael Sadiq on there. I don't know who he who he would battle though, but I think that would be good. Does he have uh, twenty joints? Like twenty joints that you Hell could yeah, really think of? Tony, 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 Lucy Pearl, his solo album. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, let's get with other artists. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Let's talk about the mayor of Las Vegas. She's made some comments now that people are very confused about. Okay, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start with, Yee? Well, let's start it off in Las Vegas. The mayor, Carolyn Goodman, yesterday was asking for the city's businesses to reopen, but didn't sound like she had a great plan. Now, first, she said that she volunteered for Vegas to be the control group. We have to open up. But hasn't it been because of social distancing that the numbers have been what they are? How do you know until we have a control group? We offer to be a control group. You're offering the the citizens of Las Vegas to be a control group to see if your theory on social distancing works or doesn't work. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Don't put words in my mouth. I offered to be a control group and I was told by our statistician you can't do that because people from all parts of Southern Nevada come in to work in the city. And I said, oh, that's too bad. I'm telling you, these devils, these devils can't even hide who they are anymore. Like I always say, crisis doesn't create character. It reveals it. We know exactly who these devils are now. Lord have mercy. That's a mistake if they open up Vegas. That is a huge mistake. Atlanta is is, is wrong, but Vegas is 10 times wrong. It's not up to her anyway. Let's be clear. Now, she also was asked about going to the casinos if she would risk her own life. I know when you have a disease, you have a placebo that gets the water and the sugar, and then you get those that actually get the shot. We would love to be that placebo side so you have something to measure against. If casinos reopen, are you going to be inside those casinos every single night putting your own life on the line? What, what is the purpose of that? First of all, I have the family. listen we know that they wouldn't put their life on the line that's why we keep telling y'all they want you to die they want you to be the lab rat they want you to be the guinea pig okay she just admitted that this is just all one big experiment they want to open up a few cities to to see what happens if they get back out there you know what i mean i've heard a lot of people have conversations about herd immunity and people need to be around each other so they can you know, catch it and be immune to it. It's all types of stupid theories going around, but all they care about is their bottom line, which is the economy and money. They will sacrifice, they will sacrifice your life to, to figure out how to get this thing back going now without a vaccine, without proper testing in place. They don't care. 
Damn devils. All right. In addition to that, she talked about social distancing guidelines. What would that look like if casinos reopened in Las Vegas? Let's see how well she thought this out. So you don't believe there should be any social distancing? You don't believe that this is a... Of course I believe there should be. Of course. I'm a How do you do that in a casino? That's up to them to figure out. I'm, I don't own a casino. I don't know anything wait about a minute. Wait, wait a minute, a wait a minute. I'm sorry. You're the mayor of Las Vegas, and yes. you're calling, you want casinos to be open, even though you have no authority, thankfully, yes. over casinos. But yes. you, you say open them up, but you have no responsibility about how that would be done no, safely? No, no, you're blurring. No, 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 you're blurring. You said it's I'm not, not your job. There. I am not a private owner. That's the competition in this country. Yeah, but you're a leader. And being that you're a leader, you're supposed to save people from themselves, especially if people don't know any better. If you give people the option to go to these goddamn casinos, some of these fools going to go to these casinos because they don't know no better. But since you know better because you're the leader, are supposed to know better, you're supposed to lead them well. Well, the well, governor of Nevada well. is well. saying that they are not <laughs> ready well. to open, so that's not going to happen. That's what the governor of Nevada told Anderson Cooper last night. FYI. All right? I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. I feel That's crazy. so. I'm it, so scared for people, man. They, they, they're making dumb decisions about this world due to money, and they're going to kill a lot of lives. And I just pray to God. I pray to God it's not a family member that, that you guys love that think it's okay to go out, especially elderly people. When I go to Vegas or I go to Atlantic City, I go to these people, all I see is elderly people gambling, and they will go out in flocks, and they will get the coronavirus, and they will die. They, they, they can't they open it up, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but they're not going to lose a lot of lives if people just re make the right choice. You know what I'm Correct. saying? Like, we know that these people are operating one big experiment, and they want us to be the lab rats, and we just have to make the proper choice. Just because they're opening that stuff up don't mean that you got to go. And that's why I don't understand the whole conversation about the economy. The economy is just not going to turn back on because you press power. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, like if people don't feel comfortable going out to spend money, they're not going to go out to spend money. So how's that going to make the, make the economy recover? This is a crazy right. time, bro. Crazy All right. Time. Great time, but a crazy time. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. Maybe your day was horrible. Maybe you're having a tough morning. Whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? Hey, get it off your chest. What up, Trav? How you living? Hey. Hey, what's up, Trav? How you doing, boo? I'm good, babe. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What's going on, Char? What up, sis? Hey, nothing. Chilling, chilling. Look, first I want to, um, first I just want to highlight, like, two people, right? One mm -hmm. is my boo, Taylor Hayes. Um, Drama was dropping the clues bonds for her. Uh, I wrote to her. She had like this bullying the um beast live podcast, like a mm -hmm. virtual four twenty thing with her uh -huh. L'Oreal and Wet, and that joint was popping, bro. Dope. Like, <laughs> that joint was like super popping. That is dope. What what I got to do with Taylor? She said she do it. She put it together. She's the producer of this bullying the beast is her baby. What you mean? Organizations don't win championships. Players do. <laughs> okay. okay. Also, drama was dropping a clues bomb for yourself. I love okay, quarantine in the afternoon. You know, every single day at 12 o'clock, make sure y'all go tune into my guy, Dramos Live, to be out here, you know, dropping gems and, and, and helping putting the artists on and playing the music and giving feedback and everything His like that, thinks. man. So, Drum, Drum's bitch thinks. Goodness gracious. 
I actually dropped into like? that with Dramos one day. What, was it by accident? Was you one of those things where you dropped him like, ish, I got to stay for a little bit? I was like, let me see what Dramos is talking about because I saw he was live. And then next thing and I know, he was live. like, hey, Angela's here. <laughs> Jump on. Yeah. And then you got to stay I'm, there for I'm, a while. I'm, I'm going to do it with Dramos today, but I'm going to act like I did it on accident. But, but make sure y'all tune in. Me and Charlamagne going live um, at 1 o'clock today. Um, no, we not. Love life. So, nope, yeah. that ain't happening. Y'all talking about y'all love life, you said, child. Yep, bye. Wow. <laughs> I would never wow. accept it. I would never accept an IG live request from Trav. Wow. All right. Hello, who's this? What's up? This is Griffey. Griffey, what up? Griffey. Yes. Griffey, shout out man to God, man. DJ Yee. I love y'all, man. DJ Yee. That's me. I love y'all. I'm from Detroit. What up, though? What up, what up, though? So that's what I got on my chair. You know, last year I worked for Burger King. Last year, we wasn't even worth $15 an hour. And now this year, we frontline workers. Like, that's real. Shouldn't, shouldn't we be worth more now? You goddamn right. Every yes. morning, and come out here, people coughing in my face, looking down on me, and everything, and I still satisfy them. Still satisfied. Do they give you proper PPE? No. We don't have so no. Y'all ain't got. We don't have nothing. Damn. Oh, hell no. So, how is Burking even allowed to be open? I would think that would be a health violation. Like yeah, I thought you at least had to have masks. I thought that was a, a law. You had to have a mask when you when you were out working. We don't, right now, we don't have no masks. We provide our own little gloves. Provide our own little masks. Where you where you from, bro? Our lobby still in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, our lobby still bro? open, so people could come in and people could just come in and order, but they can't sit down. What Burger King in Detroit is it? You have to deal with these people. Like I have to wipe down everything every time they leave. Mm. Like. You know what I'm saying? But we weren't worth fifteen dollars at last year. Last year I just thought you just a Burger King worker. I go to school for nursing or I'm a medical assistant or I'm this. I had one right. dude, he cleaned traps. He tell me I would never do this. Y'all don't make enough money. But I'm still working right now. You not. You not <laughs> Right. No, it's not right. exceptional. It's, it's essential. You're, you're, you're not essential. Like it's essential. About me two months ago. Right. Now you ain't important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be time for everyone to rethink salaries and, you know, all of that, I think, after this. This is really open and shed a light on a lot of things. Sure did. I mean, they're going to they gonna fire all of y'all once um, people realize y'all ain't using no PPE in that Burger King. Ain't nobody going there no more. Don't oh, stop it. Man, we, we, we need to. So, you know, what I do is I go to the store and stuff, and I buy nine um, powder gloves for my employees to use at the window and stuff. But I can't supply with everybody with masks. You know what I'm saying? This company got way more money than me. Uh, True. They should be shipping that to us off the bail. Like, every time my truck comes to every twice a week, we should have masks and gloves on them. You're right. This has been going on. 100%. Long well, thank you, brother. You know, and, and I want to tell everybody out there in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, and Pennsylvania, you know who has the masks, the gloves, and the hand sanitizer? The gas stations. Them gas stations be having everything. I don't I don't know how well they are, but they have masks. They have the glass masks to cover the full face. They have hand sanitizers. They got toilet paper, and they got paper towel. The gas stations be having everything. I haven't been to a, I have not been to a gas station since this whole thing started. That's a, that's actually a smart place to pull up. Absolutely. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's going on, DJ Envy? What's up, bro? What's your name? 
Hey, man, this is Chris, man. Um, I'm from Oklahoma City. Uh, yesterday, I woke up, and uh, my my uh, my cousin, he's a he's a he's a DJ in uh, Oklahoma, and uh, you you donated him 500 bucks. Oh yeah, for the you know everybody's struggling right now, man. So I just wanted to say, like that that inspired me, man. Like just to see. You know, you do that for him and like follow it, follow the DJs. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to call you myself and say thank you for real. That's real, bro. Yeah, the last DJs, every every DJ got their money as of this morning. Uh, it was over 200 DJs that received 500 dollars. We raised over 100 thousand um, dollars, and you know we, we did it just to support people like like your cousin, man. That 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 was a DJ and don't have work, don't have a job. So we're trying to help as many people out as we can. There were so many DJs that hit me, you know, and and, and requested it. But I mean, we can only do over two hundred. Um, we're gonna try to do another one, man. Maybe, maybe in May. Um, but it's difficult for people out there, and the fact that we were able to give DJs anything just meant a lot, and that was the reason why we did it, man. Let's go to another line. Hello, that's, who's this? That's, be- that's beautiful. Riri. Hey, Riri. Good morning. Riri. Riri. When were you dropping that album? I believe I got. I cannot believe I got in. When that album coming out, Riri? I don't know, but I got to tell you something. I got okay. a couple of things I want to say to y'all. Don't get a day. I want you to give Charlemagne to. I want you to give to this pastor in North Carolina. I want you to Google it. He is telling his congregation to lie about what church they went to if the police pulled him over. <laughs> lie in the name of the Lord. Well, how do you know you didn't go to that church? Did you? Did you go? No, I was looking okay. at the news this morning because I was getting ready for work. Which I want to give a shout out to Solidway Services in Charlotte, and um, also I want to give a shout out to my hometown, Virginia. Cavalier Man on Ashley Norcom High School, and okay, I'm done. And my daughter, Janaya. There you go. Okay, I, I, listen, I want to shout out Elevation Church in Charlotte. You know about Elevation Church? Yes, I've heard of it. I watch it on the um, TV. Pastor Stephen Furtick, Mounts Corner, South Carolina uh, native. That's the pastor. So salute to Elevation Church. <laughs> All right. Get it off <laughs> your chest. <laughs> they throwing up signs in church now. She said, Sue, woo. What she said? She said, woo. She said, woo, man. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way, ye. Yes. And we're going to talk about a loving hip-hop artist who is now working at the post office, and he posted that he's got a new job. All right. We'll Shout get into to Rich Dollar. It's not Rich Dollar, is it? You'll hear in the rumors. Goodness gracious. Get it off your chest. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk about a love and hip hop star that's now working at the post office. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Yes, yeah, so Jaque posted himself as he was getting ready to have his first day working at. At U.S. Postal Service, he said, wish me luck. I haven't worked a nine-to-five in a very long time. But before I go, I want to know who's taking care of my lunch today. Link in bio for my cash app. Here is Jaque. I can't wait to throw this on the mall. Right now, I'm a CCA. I'm going to be a regular soon. They got me separating packages, you know, for a route tomorrow. Can't wait to see what it's going to look like. What's the problem? I don't see the problem at all. That man got a job. You know what I'm saying? That's a very honorable Position. That's a very respectful thing to be doing. He shouldn't be ashamed or embarrassed at all. He's making money. He's keeping food on the table. That's honorable. Salute to him. 
funny thing is, I, I respect that. I any of us thought it was the problem. No, I respect that more than anything that he's done. He he, had, he, he got rid of the ego if he had one and said, look, I got to I gotta pay for my family. I got to feed my family. I got to do what I got to do. And I respect that because I would do the same thing. It don't matter what it is. When it comes to making sure you got food on that table, you do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, America. I know he got so much money in his cash app that day because everybody was like, I got your lunch, I got your lunch, I got your lunch. But yeah, I do think that's a good example to set because sometimes I think people go on reality shows and then afterward, if life isn't going the way that they anticipated, they need to make money, they have too much pride to do certain things. Absolutely. So I think it's dope that he's showcasing that it's not about that. Yeah, and America got y'all thinking that the only way to be successful is to have some sort of celebrity, to have some sort of fame. You know, if anything, this quarantine time should show you who really makes this world go around. All right, now Tom workers. Brady accidentally uh, went into somebody's house in Tampa. He accidentally was trespassing. According to a Tampa Bay resident, he said that Tom Brady just walked in his door and it was all by accident. Listen to this. I, I literally was just sitting here and I watched this tall guy just walk in my house. He didn't even look at me. He just like dropped his duffel bags down on the floor. He's kind of like looked up at me and I'll never forget the look on his face. And he goes, uh, Hey, how's it going, man? And I go like sarcastically. I'm like, I don't know. You tell me dude. Like, <laughs> like, who are you? And then he looked at me with the most confused face. I'll never forget it the rest of my life. And he just goes, am I in the wrong house? Well, let's just say, thank God that Tom Brady doesn't live in New Jersey. He ain't walking my crib. I'll New Jersey? You Are you out of your him. goddamn mind? That's Florida. Ain't no way, ain't no, the most guns in America probably in Florida and Texas. You better be lucky that dude wasn't no gun owner. All right? Yeah. You imagine what, if was you you, what was you going to do to Tom Brady? If Stop. somebody walked in my house and I didn't know who it was, and they in the house, you can defend yourself in New Jersey inside the house. Yes, you can. I'd study the so laws. you would have shot Tom Brady? I'd have shot anybody that walks in my house that I don't know who it is. You come <laughs> through my gate and get through you the door. You don't know who Tom Brady is? No, they all look alike when it's when it's nighttime. I think you'd have hesitated for that white man. You think so? I think you'd have pulled the trigger on a brother first. I think you'd have hesitated for that white man, brother. Nah, anybody that walk in my house with my kids, nip. I gotta protect myself. Well, I think scared. it all happened really, really quickly. He just said, "Am I in the wrong house?" Because David Kramer's next door neighbors with the Buccaneers' offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, and their houses look very similar. So. Mm. And Tom Brady getting shot in Florida for walking in the wrong house would have been the most Florida, Floridaing story ever. Could you imagine if he'd have shot Tom Brady? Tom, you're not in Kansas no more, okay? And by Kansas, I mean Boston. You better pay attention to where the hell you at. You are in the craziest place in all of America, <laughs> all right? The Flo Florida. You can't be walking in people's house. What the hell is wrong with you? All right, now let's talk about uh, Rihanna. Rihanna, Google, and the Schusterman family have donated $100 million to consumers impacted by coronavirus. So what's great about this is that they're doing this Give Directly Project 100, and that is the first and largest nonprofit that lets donors send money directly to the world's poorest. So it goes directly to those people. And they said, you know, instead of going to... Uh, different organizations, and all. this is the best way to help the extreme uh, poor. Cash recognizes that one size doesn't fit all. The extreme poor have excruciatingly difficult choices to make. Do I send my daughter to secondary school or feed my newborn? Donors do not know anything about their recipients' lives, so cash helps them the most, they said. So they've been able to get this done pretty uh, quickly as of now. And speaking of people and money, Drake, his mattress, you know how much his mattress costs, according to Complex? How much? How much? What's the most expensive mattress you could think of? I have no idea, honestly. $395,000. Oh, he got good. I'm not, I'm not, by the way, I'm not mad at that. I just want to know why. Like, what does it do? Because I'm always looking for Bro. a good investment in bed. Pillows, mattresses, sheets. I'm all about it. But why? 
four hundred thousand for a mattress. It doesn't matter what it does. Four hundred thousand. Yeah, you say that until you lay on it. It's a company called Hastings. Y'all are not going to be laying on Drake's mattress. Um, it's called Hastings. It's a fifth-generation family-owned Swedish bed maker. They have more than 350 locations worldwide. Now, as far as his custom mattress, uh, what they're saying is that there's all kinds of things that they had done. And his architect from his house actually had a relationship with the company. So they said the mattress is made from natural materials like horse hair, wool, cotton, and flax. Also, the mattress springs have a higher number of coils for extra support and comfort. So that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that. I, yeah, I, just, I just need to know why. Why Drake is acting his wage. Oh, he no, got no. it. You know what I'm saying? Eh? That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, yo, beds are a good investment. I just invested in some dope-ass pillows. Um, salute the nighttime pillows. I invested in, um, I always got great thread sheets. And I keep telling my wife, we got to get a, I want a big-ass bed. You know that bed that T.I. and Tiny got on Family Hustle? Or that bed Shaq had back in the day on Cribs? Yeah. I want a big-ass bed like that. It's funny that you yes. said that. I just, I just ordered a big-ass bed. Shout out to As uh, you um, should. Unlimited Furniture in uh, Brooklyn. I just ordered a big-ass bed. I got five kids, so we all in the bed. I just ordered a big-ass bed. Salute to Drake for all thinking right. like a forty for thinking like a forty-year-old man. All right, you, you, well, you're early on. You're early on your comfort in the bedroom, Drake. Another thing Need you get bed. with that cost is you get a team that comes to your house three to five times a year to flip and massage the mattress, and that's no extra. Amazing. Drop one of Clues bombs for Drake. I love that. I'm not. Now, even, that is. That's where you put your money. goddammit. it. Now I'm looking at the bed now. Now it's not just the mattress. It's it's a full bed. So like they have beds that look like you know Louis Vuitton. They have beds that look like you know box print. Like this bed. Yeah, I ain't here for all that now. It's, it's all right. Well, uh, Angela Yee, yeah, that's your rumor report. Hey, I do want to. I want to salute uh, Night Sleep though. They they do luxury sleep products with beauty benefits. I be wearing the master bed at night. They got these dope-ass pillows. Remember I tell y'all I was on the hunt for a good-ass pillow? They got these dope-ass pillows. Their Instagram is Discover Night, and they're not expensive either. But, boy, they got some comfortable stuff. All right. Well, thank you for that rumor report. When we come back, we got front-page news. What are we discussing, Ye? Yes, we're going to talk about opening back up the country. We'll tell you what's going on in Georgia and what's going on in Vegas. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting with, Yee? Well, let's start with doctors. They are warning that coronavirus might cause sudden strokes in young adults. In New York, they're saying that uh, what's happening is that there's growing evidence that COVID-19 can cause the blood to clot in unusual ways that results in an uptick in strokes among patients who don't typically who don't typically suffer from them. So they said they typically record fewer than two strokes per month from people under the age of 50, but in a two-week period during the pandemic, they treated five. So they're giving that information. Uh, yeah, it is well, now that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a symptom they're not talking about. Uh, people receiving blood clots mm. when they uh, catch the coronavirus. A couple of nurses in, in Jersey was telling me about that. All right, now they are expecting that there will be tornadoes possible again for the Deep South. Uh, the weather streak is continuing today. They're saying that uh, just be careful. Um, yes, on yesterday evening, a tornado touched down in southern Oklahoma that killed two people. Several vehicles were thrown into trees. Um, severe storms in Polk County, Texas, killed three people. And they're saying that today there is an enhanced risk, level three out of five, from southeastern Mississippi to southern South Carolina. So just be careful Man. out there. Drop, drop on the clues, bombs for God. God is not playing tornadoes, earthquakes, plague. Let's bring on the wheel, baby. Come on, aliens. Let's go. 
Time to pop out. Pop All right, out. the mayor of Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman, has been trying to get Vegas casinos to reopen, even though right now it does not seem to be the time, and the governor is saying it is not time and that's not happening. Now, Carolyn Goodman wanted to actually volunteer Vegas to be the control group. Here's what she said. We have to open up. But Real hasn't it been because of social distancing that the numbers have been what they are? How do you know until we have a control group? We offer to be a control group. Vaccine You're offering the, the citizens of Las Vegas to be a control group oh, to see if your theory on social distancing no, works no, no, or doesn't no, work. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Don't put words in my mouth. I offered to be a control group, and I was told by our statistician you can't do that. That's she crazy. To be, she offered our people to be a control group. You know what a control group is, right? In a scientific experiment, experiment, experiment it's their you. group. Yes, separated from the rest of the experiment. Like they, you're, you're a freaking science experiment. Boy, these white devils can't even hide who they are anymore. Crisis doesn't create character; it reveals it, and more white devils are being revealed every goddamn day. Let's go, God. Drop she on said the you come for God again, baby. She said you coming out. Now nah, I got a family. I ain't going nowhere. Great. Let's now go Donald God. Trump also said that he disagrees with the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp's decision to reopen part of the state's economy. And here's what he had to say: I want him to do what he thinks is right, uh, but I disagree with him on what he's doing. But I want to let the governors do. Now, if I see something. Totally egregious, totally out of line, I'll do. But I think spas and beauty salons and tattoo parlors and barber shops mm -mm -mm. is just too soon. And I love those people that use all of those things. But they can wait a little bit longer, just a little bit, not, not much, because safety has to predominate. Duh. God damn. How y'all got Donald Trump out here sounding smart? Just by stating the obvious. <laughs> yes, safety needs to come first. People's lives need to come first. People's health needs to come first. It's not time yet. What are we rushing for? Well, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp responded. He said, just like the thousands of businesses currently operating throughout Georgia, I am confident that business owners who decide to reopen will adhere to minimum basic operations, which prioritize the health and well-being of employees and customers. So he still does disagree, and he's going to continue these openings. You know it's going to be sad. It's going to be sad when they continue the openings and the cases spike in Georgia, and then Georgia's going to need federal help in order to get back on the right track. And it's going to be people saying, yo, don't be so quick to pull resources away from here to go help them down there when they know that they, they shouldn't have reopened. You know what I mean? It's just stupid. It's like you got to go clean up somebody's mess when you told them it's going to be a mess. Yeah. Yeah, and, and all this is going to do is extend how long we actually do get to get things back to halfway normal because it's, it's going to be all bad, all bad, all bad. We know that, but you know what? This is all part of uh, the universe's master plan. Let's go, God. Drop on the clues bombs for God again. Wait till that will pop out on the ass, though. Ooh, when Thanos come, it's really going to be on. My goodness. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, we have Dr. Emmanuel joining us. Explain to the people who Dr. Emmanuel is, Charlemagne. Dr. Ezekiel Emmanuel, man, he's actually a very interesting person. And it just dawned on me that that is uh, Rahm Emanuel, uh, uh, former mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, and a Hollywood agent, Ari Emanuel's brother. And uh, me mm -hmm. and Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel, we was on Ari Melbler show together. And, you know, Dr. Ezekiel. He, he advises Joe Biden and a few others, a very well-renowned doctor. So he's somebody that we can we can talk to. And this ever-changing, you know, coronavirus episode that we're in with things are changing every day. It's always new information. But I just feel like it's good to have these medical professionals on as much as we can just to give keep people up to date. All so. right. Well, 
We'll talk to him when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the line, Dr. Yes. Emmanuel. Good morning. Hey, nice to be here. What's up, Doc? You know, it, it just dawned on me, and I don't know why it just dawned on me, that Rom Emmanuel and Ari Emmanuel are your brothers. I am ordering your book today to Brother Emmanuel because that dynamic is so intriguing to me. How all of y'all end up successful? How? Competition, man. You know that. <laughs> really? But all of y'all went in such different career paths, though. You're in medicine, uh, Rom with the politics, Ari's in Hollywood. Like, Yeah, that's because if we all went into something similar, the whole thing would blow up. Got you. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> so what is yeah. your view? What is your view on everything and how this country handled everything? Let's break it down. Uh, well, we certainly screwed up right at the start. You're now getting evidence that uh, the first deaths were in California probably in January. Um, we've obviously had a whole series of problems on testing, and we have this horrible, horrible recession. If we have to get people back to work. But the only way you're going to get people back to work is by taming this virus. So it's a, it's a vicious circle. Now, yeah, do, you work, do you think we have time to go back to work? Do you think this is the time? Do you think that we should be opening the country now? Because you said we're in a recession, but, you know, is this the time to do that? I don't think so. I don't think we're ready. We don't have enough testing out there. Um, we haven't gotten the number of new cases down far enough. So I think places like Georgia and South Carolina and Texas are rushing into this, and I think they're going to see a big resurgence and a big flare of new cases that I'm really worried about. Mm. Do you think it's a good idea for some states like Wyoming or North Dakota? Is it okay for them to open now, or do you think that they still have to wait also? Well, it's a real interesting question. They seem to have a low number of cases. And, you know, from a public health standpoint, you know, you've got to worry. Do you have a low number of cases because you haven't tested or because you actually have a low number of cases? You know, the flare-up in South Dakota at that meat processing plant makes you worry that there's a lot of stuff out there that we're not detecting because we're not testing. You keep you keep mentioning testing, and Doc. Uh, what, what, what's your opinion of the state of testing, and where do we need to be? Where do we need testing to be in order to start like easing the lockdown? Uh, you're a re that's a really good question. We're we're at about 130,000 Americans get tested every day, and I keep reminding people we got 330 million Americans. That's like nowhere's bill. Uh, mm. We need to be up in the two million, three million range per day. You know, that's 15 fold what we're doing today. And Dr. Emmanuel, what about the CDC saying that in, uh, in the winter they do expect a second round that's going to be even worse than what we've experienced now with the flu and then with another coronavirus pandemic? That is scary stuff. It's all the more reason we've got to actually get this virus tamed and not take our eye off of trying to get therapies, trying to get vaccines. And hopefully people will you know, do this physical distancing, wear a mask, wash their hands. Um, all the things we know that make a big difference. What treatments are on the horizon that offer like the best chance at the moment of being effective against Corona? Is it the plasma stuff they're talking about? Like, what is it? You know, almost every week, someone's going to something else on the hope. Uh, right. As I like to say, you know, the only really effective treatment is what is probably going to be one that's designed for coronavirus, and that's going to take more months to develop. Uh, because the things we're trying, we're just pulling them off the shelf and trying anything, like that malaria drug, like that viral drug, remdesivir, which has been around for 15 uh, years. Those are, you know, they might work, but they're unlikely to work. This uh, plasma transfusion, 
That may work. We've tried that, and we know that works in other conditions. Uh, but you can't give that to tens of thousands of people. You can do a few hundred people in each hospital. In this case, we might need a couple of different kind of medications uh, and get them to work together against the virus. Now, what about, mm. you know, in January, February, a lot of people were coming down with some of these symptoms, flu-like symptoms and trouble breathing and all the symptoms that sound like coronavirus. And a lot of people think they might have had the coronavirus. Are there any ways to check that so hopefully people can't get it again if that's possible? Antibody well, testing. They're, they're Antibody testing, yeah. There, man. We don't have a great test yet to test whether someone's immune from the right. coronavirus. We need that. Lots of people are working on it. They're called serology tests or antibody tests. Um, but people are trying them, but we don't have anyone that's proven really good. The second thing we don't know is have the antibodies. Does that protect you from being infected again? Are you really immune? We assume the antibodies make you immune, but it might not be the case. And uh, we have to prove that out. And by the way, I've talked to a lot of countries out there, and they're all talking about immunity passports. That's the only way you're going to be able to go there is if you can prove you had COVID or you prove you got a vaccine when the vaccine comes. And wow. so this is going to add another headache. I saw you say somewhere that if you um, – you said a vaccine will finally end it, which, which everybody knows. But some reports are suggesting that the virus is mutating so much that a vaccine may prove elusive. What do you think about that? Uh, that's a worry. All of us know that the flu, every year you got to get a flu vaccine. you got to get a flu vaccine because the virus changes every year. Um, that might be true with coronavirus. The advantage is once we have a platform, once we have a, a basic vaccine, we probably can adjust it. Uh, if the virus is mutating in a way that requires a new vaccine. But we first got to prove we can get a vaccine, and we can get a vaccine pretty quickly to end all this uh, economic problem. Right. Correct if me if I'm advising, wrong. If you, were, if you were advising Donald Trump right now, what timeline would you say that we should be on? What are some precautions that we should continue to take? What are some things that you would do differently? Oh, I think we have to take, we have to keep these precautions in place probably for six or eight more weeks and then slowly open up. And, you know, uh, to give him credit, his plan did have a slow open up. It had three phases. Um, unfortunately, places like Georgia and South Carolina seem to be rushing it. They don't. They didn't read the fine print of the plan that phases. So that probably in six or eight weeks. But we're still going to have to be very vigilant, and we can only open up with more testing. So you know, there's a, a yin yang here. You got to have the testing to open up safely. But I think you know everyone's talking about 18 months for a vaccine. And they always say, again, the fine print, if everything goes perfectly. Right. Well, when was the last time everything went perfectly in your life or my life? There are many Doesn't happen. Not at all. Many ways the vaccine can get screwed up in production. And that's one of the big challenges. Let me ask you about that vaccine, right? Because somebody told me, and I don't know if this is true, they said that there has never, there is no vaccines for any of the other coronaviruses. So how are they going to develop one for this? Is that even true? Are there, is there no... Is there no vaccine for other coronaviruses? Not true. Okay. Um, so there was a big development of a vaccine for SARS. That's also a coronavirus. But then SARS went away. And so the push to do it sort of fizzled out. And they have a vaccine uh, that they developed for MERS. That's the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, which is uh, carried by camels and then sent to humans. And they have a vaccine for that. But again, uh, it's hard, and so we shouldn't be overconfident. I think that's what you're getting to is let's not be cocky that, oh, definitely going to have a vaccine in 18 months. 
Maybe, maybe not. And it, it's a really hard nut to crack. And, you know, the good thing is we've got a ton of scientists around the world working on this, and they're super smart. The bad thing is these little viruses you can't even see aren't even really alive. They're really dangerous. All right, we got more with Dr. Emanuel. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dr. Emanuel. Now, Charlemagne. What, what are you advising Joe Biden on nowadays? Uh, mostly about coronavirus. You know, it, it, he, he put together a group of us to give him advice on coronavirus. Also, just he's got a whole campaign staff, and they want to know how can they be safe. You don't want to endanger your campaign staff. Uh, so we've been working on that. I've been working with him on, you know, his plan about testing. Really important stuff. I feel like he really dropped the ball, you know, uh, the past few weeks, especially when Trump was out there every day. And, you know, he started bringing Dr. Fauci and then Dr. Burke on. I feel like there should have been daily counter programming, you know, and, and especially when I found out that you was with him. I'm like, yo, he could have been offering daily counter programming to the things Trump was saying, just to, you know, provide some comfort and some hope and some optimism to the American people. Uh, you know, uh, you mentioned at the start, my brothers. I'm not the political brother. I just do the policy stuff. You're going to have to ask yeah. question to my political brother because he knows about. I agree with you. I would like the, the vice president. First of all, he's really thought about this. He's got great policies. And I would have liked him to be out there. I think you're going to see him out there more uh, in the next few weeks. I think he really, you know, he thought about this and, and the team around him that thought about this. So I'm hoping that they'll show their stuff because I agree, you know, you just can't let the president have these press conferences every day. And especially when he's not always telling it like it is. Well, who should we who should we believe? You know, it, it seems like every day there's something new or something different. At first, you didn't wear, you didn't need masks because masks were just for hospital and, and 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 you know medical people. Then they said everybody should wear a mask. Then they said, well, you shouldn't wear an N95. Then they said if you pass gas, be careful because the gas can you know the gas can you can get coronavirus through passing gas. Is that true? So first of all, um, you've got to wear a mask out in public, Absolutely. right? Mm -hmm. um, we were we did make a mistake, and I think you know there were weighing risks and benefits. If we tell people to wear masks first, they'll take masks away from the doctors, nurses, and others. And second, they might think they're invincible once they're wearing a mask. That turned out to be a, a bad mistake, a bad judgment, and um, it did take the CDC too long to reverse that position. Uh, now, fortunately, they've reversed that position, and, and I hope wearing a mask is really you know, becomes the norm, kind of like wearing a seatbelt. And what about the passing what gas? Was that, was that true? Was the passing gas true that, it, it, like, somebody passes? No it's, it's nowhere near as important as your droplets out of your mouth, sneezing, coughing, and speaking, and washing your hands. And look, all of us have stopped doing the shoulder bump. We've stopped taking hands. We Life is going to change, and for the long term. Hey, Doc, you mentioned the mask earlier. Can, can, can N95 masks be effectively cleaned and returned for front lines to reuse? Yes. So there, and again, this is one of the areas where we've gotten all new people thinking about it and solving problems. You can definitely reuse them uh, and clean them. You know, one of the ways is ultraviolet light heat because you've got to be careful, though. Um, you know, this virus is very sensitive to soap and water and heat. 
heat too now because at one time they said they didn't know if that was right they they you know they said that yeah, know. The, the hot weather they weren't sure if it was if it was reacting to it well or, or not too much so you, now you're saying no 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 <laughs> good your good point catching me on that which is um you know get, getting the temperature up over 135 i'm not talking about oh. warm weather. <laughs> okay yeah. we don't know about you know we don't know about warm weather yet and we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot this summer I'm skeptical that warm weather is going to solve a lot of problems because you got coronavirus. The spring breakers had it. Exactly. Spring breakers, Egypt, Israel, Singapore, places that are warm. So may not be like flu. It may be different in this regard from flu. What, what's happening to all the non-coronavirus patients these days? Like if I get sick, like should I be afraid of hospitals and doctors? Like when would that end? Um, everyone's asking that question. I got a good friend who's a researcher at Yale, and he's like, you know, people turning up with heart attacks way down, almost half. You know, like, does heart attacks suddenly go away? No, we don't know what's happened in that regard. We don't know how what's happening. So one of the things my group is looking at is trying to figure out how are people getting care. I'm a cancer doctor, and so we're worried about our cancer people getting treatment. We know that, like, organ transplants, Liver and kidney transplants have gone way down. Uh, we know that uh, other kinds of care have gone way down. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. So we need to find out what, how those patients are dealing and whether it's hurting them, whether some people are dying at home because they were so afraid to go into the hospital. Yeah, I know some nurses out in Jersey, man, and they, um, they said that it's a lot of coronavirus patients who are having strokes and blood clots. Why, why is that? Uh, that's a really good point, and I think, most of the media, you know, you, you say information's always changing. Most of the media hasn't reported that. But when I talk to the doctors who are on the front line of the hospitals in Philadelphia, that's also what's happening. And maybe that's related to the diabetes and the hypertension and the uh, obesity, that somehow there's something funny with both the blood vessels and the way the virus activates the clotting system. So you're seeing a lot of strange clots in young people uh, you know, we had this, uh, I forget who, the uh, Broadway actor who had... Oh, yeah, he had his leg amputated. Yeah, and I think clots is something that is unusual about this virus. And again, that's something, maybe the immune system is reacting in a strange way that's leading to clots. So that's another thing that we're going to have to study and figure out because that could be the way that a lot of people are dying. Not so much the lung problem, but the clotting problem. And as you point out, clotting problem in the heart or kidney or somewhere else that's leading to serious problems. So got to worry about that. They also told me that uh, patients' blood pressure gets dangerously high one minute and then dangerously low without any interventions, coronavirus patients. Yeah, and you're also seeing, you know, I talked to a lot of the doctors, and they said patients look stable, 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 and then seem to fall off a cliff. Mm -hmm. And they don't know exactly why. It might be that they ignited the clotting pathway or the blood pressure went out of control. But again, part of the thing that's frustrating everyone is there's so much uncertainty. There's a brand new disease. We've only been looking at it for, you know, two and a half, three months. Don't know a lot. Dang. All right, Doc. Well, thank you for well, checking I just feel out, like we, yes. I feel like we kind of screwed, Doc, for a while. Like, we kind of screwed for, like, we're kind of screwed for a minute, I man. We are. I, I think we are for a little bit. I, I've been teaching a course at college called Rationing of Resource Allocation, and I used to say sort of, in the 20th century, 1918, 1957, 1968, we had pandemics. And we're kind of due for another one. 
And I, I would then say, here's how we have to plan for it. Here's what we have to do. Here's what you have to think about. And then, you know, who thought? We would all thought it would be an influenza or a flu pandemic, and now we've got this different virus. And it is a big problem. You know, when we had the big flu pandemic in 1918, it lasted. You know, we talked about 1918, 1919, though it was only two years. But you can see that people were dying years and years later from the right. same thing. And that's what's scary about this situation. So this is my last question. You said earlier, you said there are vaccines for other coronaviruses. So you do have hope that they will get a vaccine for this one. I am optimistic because I think we got thousands of super smart scientists working on this, uh, lots of companies working on it, um, and I think we're going to be able to crack it. Gotcha. Well, doctor, we appreciate you for checking in, Dr. Emanuel. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thanks for, Thank, you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us and for our audience, too. Thank you. And, t- and tell, Ari and Ron, we, tell Ari and Ron we said peace. <laughs> you guys. I hope you enjoy the book. Give me feedback. All right. Thank you. It's Dr. Manuel. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Donkey of the Day for Thursday, April 23rd goes to Las Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman. In yet another edition of Crisis Doesn't Create Character, it reveals it. Carolyn Goodman is another white tiger who has shown its stripes. You know what? I take that back. I don't want to insult white tigers. Let's call it what it is. Carolyn Goodman is a white devil who has shown her horns, her tail, her pitchfork, everything. This is why the time we are in is stressful, but man, it's really a good time because it's pulling the curtain back on how so many of these politicians feel about you. Republican or Democrat, all they care about is their bottom line, and the bottom line is the almighty dollar, and they have no problem cracking a few eggs to make an omelet. The eggs are us, the people. The omelet is the economy. Now, I know some states are thinking about reopening as early as next week, uh, Tennessee, Texas, Georgia, my home state of South Carolina, they all have plans to reopen certain businesses, uh, department stores. Even though 95% of the country is on some form of lockdown in order to flatten this curve of corona, um, a coronavirus model, mostly cited by the White House, even says most states shouldn't reopen until May 1st. South Carolina and Georgia shouldn't reopen until June 5th and June 19th, respectively, according to this model. Well, what suggests when a state should open up? All right, that, that, that's easy. The reopening dates are based on an assumption that states will have other measures in place. Aggressive testing, contact tracing, isolation, limits on the size of gatherings, all of that to prevent a resurgence of coronavirus. Now, Nevada, where Carolyn Goodman is mayor, has stay-at-home orders in place until April 30th. The governor of Nevada, Steve Sololak, who seems to have way more sense than Carolyn Goodman, says it's not he's, he's not ready to put a date on lifting the state the stay-at-home directive. In fact, he says, we still have a responsibility to protect people, to protect our economy. Well, people like Mayor Carolyn Goodman put economy first. That's what they want to protect. And honestly, I don't know where they put people because it don't seem like they care about people. In fact, I know they don't care about people. We are just numbers to people like Carolyn Goodman. And she proved it when she was on Anderson Cooper last night pushing for Las Vegas to reopen the city's casinos and hotels during this coronavirus outbreak. Uh, Warning. The following statements contain high levels of white devilism. Listener warning is advised. We have to open up. But hasn't it been because of social distancing that the numbers have been what they are? 
How do you know until we have a control group? We offer to be a control group. Vaccine, You're offering you the, the citizens of Las Vegas to be a control group to see if your I theory on social distancing no, works no, or no, doesn't no, work. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Don't put words in my mouth. I offered to be a control group, and I was told by our statistician you can't do that because people from all parts of Southern Nevada come in to work in the city. And I said, oh, that's too bad, because I know when you have a disease, you have a placebo that gets the water and the sugar, and then you get those that actually get the shot. We would love to be that placebo side so you have something to measure against. If casinos reopen, are you going to be inside those casinos every single night putting your own life on the line? What, what is the purpose of that? First of all, I have the family. Now, when you get online and you see people posting memes that say things like they will open everything in the black community first to test how fast COVID-19 will spread, stay home, it's a setup. Uh, you see stories about how, you know, uh, they want to go the herd immunity route, you know, um, in regards to fighting corona, even though it's unethical and potentially dangerous. If you don't know what herd immunity is, it's when you let a large number of a population catch a disease and hope you know, everybody develops immunity to it to stop the virus from spreading. All that seems like cyber conspiracy theories until you hear someone like Carolyn Goodman say she volunteered her city to be a control group. A control group in a scientific experiment is a group separated from the rest of the experiment with an independent variable being tested cannot influence the results. When you hear her say she offered up her city as a control group and you read the definition that a control group in a scientific experiment, keyword in a scientific experiment, it lets you know that it's a larger experiment going on. And Mayor Carolyn Goodwin was told, no, we can't risk Nevada, okay? Probably because they can't risk Vegas, but maybe we can risk Tennessee. Maybe we can risk Georgia. Maybe we can risk South Carolina. Maybe we can risk parts of Texas. Oh, open the beaches in Florida. We can definitely risk them. All I'm simply telling you is that this is bigger than Nino Brown. All right, that white devil told you that it would be foolish to have her family and loved ones out in the streets, but she's fine if y'all go out there and risk your health and risk your lives because y'all the crash test dummies. All right, they watching y'all sitting back saying, tell us how it is. Y'all go first, okay? I don't know why these people like Carolyn Goodman are in leadership positions when the only place they are capable of leading people is a stray. Listen to what she tells Anderson Cooper about why she can't provide social distancing guidelines. You're encouraging hundreds of thousands of people coming there in casinos, smoking, drinking, touching slot machines, breathing circulated air, and then returning home to states around America and countries around the world. Doesn't that sound like a virus Petri dish? I mean, how is that No, what it sounds like, you're being an alarmist. So you don't I'm believe the there should be any social distancing? You don't believe of that this I is Of course I believe there should be. Of course. I'm okay, a How do you do that in a casino? That's up to them to figure out. I'm, I don't own a casino. I don't know anything wait about a minute, building Wait a minute, a wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You're the mayor of Las Vegas. And yes. you're calling, you want casinos to be open, even though you have no authority, thankfully, yes. over casinos. But yes. you, you say open them up, but you have no responsibility about how that would be done no, no, safely? No, no, you're blurring. No, 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 you're blurring. You said it's I'm not, not your job. There. 
I am not a private owner. That's the competition in this country. Jesus Christ, man. When you're a leader, your job is to lead. You have to save people from themselves. You can't give people choices at a time like this because, of course, there's so many people who want to be out. But if you know it's not safe for people to be out, don't give people that option. You can't tell people do what you want. It's on you. No, it's on you because you're the mayor. You're the leader. If you see the people you lead making a mistake, intervene. Give them the information they need to survive. Help them survive. That's the point of being the leader. Sometimes you have to do the thing for folks, but clearly Carolyn Goodman is not capable of thinking for other people. Hell, she sounds like she can't even think for herself correctly. I said this yesterday and I will say it again. These devils are offering deals, okay? We are going to open the economy. You need to get back to work. We care about you. Yeah, 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 it sounds good. Most people will make that deal because it sounds good. They'll make that deal with the devil and they will like that deal with the devil until you have to pay the price. Chelsea Handler, could you please do the honors and let Carolyn Goodman get what she earned? Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. My God, what is going on on this planet right now? All right, well, thank you for that donkey of the day. All right, now, when we come back, ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on, Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? This is Kane from Dallas, Texas. How are y'all doing this morning? Kane, what's up, bro? What's your question for Ye? Okay, so my dating question is, uh, how long should I wait before I text this girl back? I know it's COVID-19 and on. We've still been going on dates, uh, meeting up what? at the park and whatnot. Hello? Yeah, you've been going That's out crazy. with people during coronavirus? Just meeting up at the park, you know, nothing to... <laughs> I, I wear my mask. <laughs> but man, how, how you know you are not supposed to be doing that right now. Oh, uh, man, how, what am I supposed to do? I can't just stay in the house all day. I got to get out and mingle. Why can't y'all FaceTime? It's not the same. It's just not the same. Of course not, but it's temporary, Kane. But in general, right, if you go on a date with somebody and you really like her, I think that you should send a text, like, later that day and just just to let them know I had a good time with you, especially if you're interested. I think that's right. a nice gesture because if not, we're wondering the next day, did he have a good time? Did I have a good time? Should I call him? Should I text him? I think it's nice to just send a message like, hey, just letting you know I had a really good time, making sure you got home safe. If you didn't make sure right. she got home safe, if you weren't with her, she went home on her own. I think things like that are just really nice gestures. So it, I don't think that you have to think too hard. If you felt like texting her afterward, then send her a message. Yeah, because my homeboy was telling me that I shouldn't text her like the same day after the day. He was telling me I should wait like a couple of days. And I'm like, no way. She'll think you're not interested. Oh, uh, hmm. she'll think you're not interested okay. or she'll think you're playing games or she'll think that you're talking to too many other people. Oh, uh, well, that that's weird. Okay, yeah, because because my friend was telling me like if you if a girl thinks that you have options, it kind of shows you have like more value, and I guess she'll think you're more attractive that way. I guess. 
Is that true? Relationships like that don't really work out because if she wants to play games and think it's some type of competition, I think the most genuine mm-hmm. things are people who really communicate and act on how they feel in a positive way. So if you just feel like sending a nice message, nothing stalkerish, but a message like, hey, I had a great time with you today. You know, just wanted to make sure you got home safe. Have a great night. I think that's nice. Nothing too crazy or not like, when am I going to see you again? Nothing like that. But just put that out and see how she responds. But I think it is nice to let somebody know they had a good time. Wouldn't you feel good if someone sent you that message? Yeah, I feel good. And honestly, I wouldn't feel bad if, like, they sent me a message and was, like, follow up. Hey, so when when can we go out again? Is it bad if I right. ask you that same day? I think first you send a message saying you had a good time, see how she responds or if she responds. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you say, when can we have a virtual date? on <laughs> on FaceTime. We can watch a show together because I really can't want to just encourage you to not go out right now and go on dates and meet people you don't know. You know, you're endangering people's health right now. So I just want you to be careful. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's right. Patience. Yeah, that's right. You know, good things come Patience, to those who wait. Yeah. And it's a great time to get to know somebody over the phone, over FaceTime and all of that. You can have amazing conversations right now. So I encourage yeah. that. until, And it's not going to be much longer. Man, I hope not. They said they're supposed to open up the city of Dallas May 15th, but it may extend, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, Kane. Appreciate you. Don't, li- you. don't listen to your friend. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Women, we <laughs> we do like to get a, a little message. Don't wait no three days and try to play those games. That's when the game starts. She might wait three days to hit you back. Yeah, stop playing games, Kane. <laughs> All right, man, I appreciate I'll it. be like, man, he waited three days. I'm not hitting him right back. Now he's going to have to wait. All right. You guys don't even know what's going on. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Andre Harmon. Hey, what's up, bro? What's your question for Yee? Hey, I was just asking about, about uh, she was talking about the, the online dating apps, and I wanted to know her advice about it. I, I was trying to, but I'm kind of skeptical about it because I don't want to get catfished. Well, I think, <laughs> listen, I think a lot of these websites also vet people out. That's why it's important. I feel like the ones that have paid subscriptions usually work uh-huh. better because those people are more serious about what okay. it is that they want to do about dating instead of just trying to, you know, Uh, flirt with a whole lot of different people. So I do advise for you just to make sure that, A, before you even meet up with somebody in person, do a FaceTime so that you're not wasting your time. And then as far as your own profile, make sure you post as many pictures as possible because I feel like people who don't have a picture up or only have one or two pictures, that always feels a little bit shaky, you know, like there's something to hide. Don't post pictures that are super old. And, yeah, uh-huh. just make sure that you uh, use your common sense. You know, if somebody's like, uh-huh. oh, my FaceTime is broken, but I can't do that. Like, everybody has that right now. So, you know, anybody that you want to date, make sure you have a chance to see that. Make sure you have conversations. You're not going to meet up with anybody in person right now anyway. So it is a perfect no, time if you don't want to get catfished. Right. <laughs> right. right so, and a lot more people are spending time at home on these dating apps and updating their profiles. So this is a good time to date from home. Okay, thanks. All right, no problem. All right, well, let's go to another line. Hello, who's this? Good morning, my name's Guy. Hey, good morning. What's your question for you? So my question is, 
I was talking to my girls the other day, and we were trying to figure out where do you draw the line when it comes to struggle love and riding with someone till the wheels fall off. Right. <laughs> well, what are you going through right now? Well, I'm with someone, and right now, you know, we've both had our bouts with, you know, hard times, but we've both been mm-hmm. there for each other. We haven't abandoned each other. Um, we've had our good times. And then I have a friend who's just with this dude, and all she does is take care of him, and he does not reciprocate, and she refuses right. to see that. You know, it's really hard for you to tell somebody not to date who they want to date when they're in the middle of it because the more you do that, the more they tend to defend that person. And so if you're like, oh, I don't know what you do with him, and she'll be like, well, listen, he does do this. Well, he just needs some time, and we always feel like we can do a fixer-upper when we're in a relationship. Like, I can wait, and, you know, I put all this time in. I might as well wait till things get better. And I think it's really hard as friends to be judgmental of what somebody's relationship is, especially if the opinion is unsolicited. Like, if somebody wants your advice on something or their advi- your advice on their man, of course, give it. But if they're not asking for advice and they just want to vent, Sometimes you just have to allow that process to play out and there's nothing you can really do about it because I know from my own experience, my friends might be like, he's terrible for you, but I'll stay until I realize it for myself. So, you know, and I do agree with you. Like I was, I was having this conversation yesterday with the bonfire and you know, when you're in a relationship and it's not good, when you're embarrassed to tell your friends things, right? If you're with somebody and you're embarrassed to tell your friends, like what's going on in the relationship, because you know, it makes you look bad, then you know, that's a red flag. You know, so I think it is good to have express yourself, but you don't have to beat it. You know, my friends know, like if they're with somebody and I don't like them, they know I don't have to keep saying it. So I let her know what my opinion is. And then, you know, whatever she decides to do, I'm supportive of that. Unless it's something that's physically harmful to her or he's draining her bank account or something like that. Then we have to have a real talk. But if it's just like, girl, he's kind of a bum, you know, things do change sometimes. Just so just smile and wave. (laughs) Well, Yeah, I mean, look, I have friends with boyfriends who I don't particularly care for. And, you know, that's always going to happen. You're not going to love everybody your friend chooses. And, you know, you saw acrimony, things could change. Maybe he'll turn around and get get his life together. Maybe he won't. But all you can do is be her friend. And that's what you're supposed to do. So you can be her friend unless you feel like a situation is dangerous. You know, sometimes in relationships, you got to mind your business. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. (laughs) All right. No problem. Good luck. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can hit Yee at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Damon John. Now, they were trying to say that he was doing something right now with these N95 masks, selling them for three times the marketplace. We'll tell you what his response is. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Yes, starting tomorrow, April 24th to the 26th, there's going to be a concert on YouTube, Warner Music Group, and the World Health Organization. They have teamed up for the Play On Fest. So the confirmed lineup, and you can look at all this on youtube.com slash song, I-C-K, song, ick, and watch that all weekend. Uh, a Boogie will be on there. Anderson Pack will be on there. Um, Angela Day will be on there. I think it'll be a, a BB Rexa, a whole lot of people performing. It's like uh, 40 different people. So Cardi B will be performing. Panic at the Disco. Nip, uh, they're going to do a look back at Nipsey Hussle's uh, Stereophonics. So Wiz Khalifa is performing. So make sure y'all check that out. Little Uzi Vert, Roddy Rich. Okay, that sounds dope. 
Yeah, that is going to be pretty exciting. Post Malone is performing Nirvana's hits from his living room this Friday. He'll be singing songs like Smells Like Teen Spirit and all of that in his living room for our fans to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, hey, doing, doing what he really wants to do because he don't really give a damn about hip-hop. He wants to do rock music. All right, Little Wayne has announced Young Money Radio that he's going to be hosting. And he said this Friday he'll be, ho- he'll be hosting the very first episode of Young Money Radio. He said he has heavyweights calling in to discuss <clears throat> sports, music, and comedy, everything. They're going to do the first few minutes live on IG and then jump over to Apple Music. I'm actually intrigued to hear that um, only because I loved when, you know, uh, rappers and celebrities make the turn to media. And I feel like the older Little Wayne's gotten, the more vocal he's gotten. So you start to see a lot of a lot more of Wayne's personality, especially in that interview he did with uh, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes for All the Smoke. So I'm interested in hearing hearing him on Apple Radio. And we know he loves to talk sports too. So he's he loves he's his sports. Have athletes on. All right, now the Whitney Houston biopic has gotten the green light from Whitney Houston's estate, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Clive Davis is planning the movie with the estate, and it's going to be called "I Want to Dance with Somebody." So I thought they did that on Lifetime already. No, that wasn't the approved by the estate one. This is a are they different gonna, one. Are they going to keep it 100, though? Are they going to really show Whitney, you know, at her best and at her worst? Are they going to show Whitney when she was really strung out on drugs? Well, I would, I hope, mean, I would hope so. The but real, let me but tell I, you, I'm the not person sure writing about that it, The person mm-hmm. writing it is the person who wrote Bohemian Rhapsody for the script. So I think that, should, that was an amazing movie. So. Yeah, so it was. If, if that's the case, then they'll definitely show everything because they showed everything on that joint, and that joint was really good. That was about Freddie Mercury, right? Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. Yep. Who wrote What's Love Got to Do With It? That's what I want to know. Well, watch the movie. <laughs> All right. Steph Curry is responding to Maverick Carter. Now, here's what Maverick Carter had to say about Steph Curry's defense. The world knows Steph can't play defense. Steph can't go. I'm 38. haven't played a decent game of basketball in, in probably... 18 years since I was 20, Steph would have trouble guarding me. But Steph is the greatest shooter in the world, and he's actually really good off the ball on defense. He's a good steal artist. But he needs Steph and I mean, he's Clay and Draymond to kind of cover everything else so he could do his thing. Steph Curry isn't horrible at defense now. God damn. He's not that bad. He's not that bad. Like like Mav said, he can steal the ball. I think Steph might even let the league in steals at one time. His, his, his on-ball defense is questionable, but he's not terrible at defense. I just think he focuses so much on offense and focuses so much on being a great shooter that, you know, he, he it causes his defense to suffer a little bit. Well, Steph Curry responded, and it was like a, you know, snarky response, but nice. I don't ever get out, been out of shape about the things I can't control. Mm-hmm. I have realized that with all the success that we've had and the heights that we've been to and just being front and center for, you know, five straight finals and all that type of stuff, when you're actually playing games that matter, it yeah. puts it in perspective. When you're doing something great, no matter what it is, they're coming for you. And mm-hmm. I am so secure in, like, who I am and who I know I am on the court. That's why I never respond to anybody. All right. I mean, that's all not right. really a diss, though, to say somebody terrible at defense. I mean, you just need to... Probably work on your defense a little bit more. It's just like any other part of your game. That's not a diss. I don't but if think you so le- anyway. But if you led the league in steals, are you that bad on defense? That's what I'm saying. He's not terrible. Like, when Mavs said he's terrible, like, he's not te- you can't be terrible and you, you know, can steal the ball the way Steph does. Let me make sure he led the league. He I know said, he definitely he said, did a lot of steals. He said Steph would have trouble guarding him. <laughs> no. That's a little disrespectful now. Come on now. That's a little disrespectful. That's a, got a little crazy. <laughs> All right, Eminem is feeding Detroit healthcare workers. He's actually going to be giving out his mom's spaghetti. So he's uh, giving out deli containers with a thank you to frontline caregivers and 
the tag reads Mama Spaghetti. He said, thank you for providing a special meal. Or well, they said they captioned it to him, the healthcare heroes. Uh, they captioned to Eminem, thank you pro- for providing a special meal for our team members. So a lot of people are doing things to help out. Now, Damon John, there was some controversy with what's going on. And I'll read you what happened and his response. So what they're saying is that Damon John tried to sell N95 masks for three times the market price. Apparently, these masks typically go for about $2. And he was trying to sell them to the state for $7 each in Florida. The state decided healthcare workers uh, in hot spots needed these masks. It didn't matter what the price was. And so the problem they're saying is that uh, Damon John has connections and he shouldn't have been doing that. They did a $7 million purchase order with the Shark Group and then they purchased from him instead of directly from the vendor. So the documents were signed. The $7 million offer did end up falling through, according to reports in the Miami Herald. Well, Damon John responded. He said today's Miami, Miami Herald story and subsequent reports are false inaccurate and show a complete reckless disregard for the truth. Let me be clear. Proper reporting would have shown I did not set any prices and that my team worked with the state of Florida to one, save lives, two, help the vet the overwhelming amount of incoming PPE offerings based on my manufacturing expertise and guide them how to best do this. And three, play a pivotal role to stop price gouging. He said states were not set up to vet and operate global supply chains. So what he's saying is his system did exactly what it was intended to do. No money was spent and every penny of taxpayers' money remains safe. And we will continue to work with the proper government agencies in this capacity. So he said no, uh, no money was spent because the deal fell through, though, right? Well, he said his company was serving as an intermediary to vet these distributors and to protect the taxpayers. And so, you know, I guess... He might be part of the reason why it fell through because he was helping vet. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but that is his defense in saying that you got to see the whole story of what happened. So he said a lot of states were forced to blindly wire money to different parties around the world and ultimately never received correct or safe product. They were just the intermediary. He wasn't actually making these products. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah, by the way, Steph- two sides to every story. Yeah, and Steph Curry did lead the league in steals in uh 2015, 2016. Led the league in scoring and steals that year. So he's not terrible at defense, man. Not at Come all. on, now. Come doesn't on. sound terrible at all. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. And shout out to everybody uh, who watched Little Fires everywhere last night. I had to work last night, so unfortunately I haven't seen it. But you know that's my show, and it was the finale. So I am making sure to stay off of any type of social media where somebody might tell me what happened. But as soon as I can today, I'm going to be watching that show because I have to see who set the house on fire. I saw Beyonce's mother hosted a Little Fires Everywhere finale art party yesterday. So... I'm going to try to get back into it. I watched the first couple of episodes. My wife, uh, she's really into it. I mean, I think the little girl set the fire. That's what I think set the fire. That's what everybody thinks, and they said that in the beginning, but I feel like there has to be a twist. No, I mean, the black girl. I think the black girl set the fire because she's the one that you would never think that set that fire. So that's why I think, anyway, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Well, hopefully you didn't watch it last night and spoil it. No, I didn't watch it yet. I don't know. I didn't watch it. She didn't watch it. Okay. You were doing some other things last night. All oh. night long. Oh. Oh. I'm just kidding. All right. Now, uh, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Yes, yeah, snoring. Yeah, right. But uh, everybody else, the People's <laughs> Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line. Uh, he goes by the name of Matt Garland. He is a mortgage broker. Welcome, Matt. What's going on? What's going on, guys? Hey, Matt. Hey, what's up, King? Good, man. Good. Alive and blessed. Happy to be here. 
And I wanted to uh, bring you on to talk about uh, mortgages and uh, forbearance and deferments and what people should do right now if they're having a hard time. A lot of people own uh, condos or they own houses. What should people be doing right now as far as possibly not paying their rent so they can have some money to pay for food, to pay for groceries, to pay for, you know, pampers and all those other things? I mean, I think first things first, you need to call your service and lender. Whoever is the lender you make your mortgage payments to, give them a call and see what programs that they're offering. Um, not every lender is offering the same thing. Some are offering forbearance and some are offering um, deferments, which is completely two different things. So, um, What's the difference between the two? So a forbearance is basically what they're offering right now is they're giving you three months um suspended payments right so april may and june and then in july all four payments are due the past three months plus the month of july is all due at the same time and a deferment is when it's the same um suspension for the first three months and then that money is put in on the back end of your loan or they break that up um over a term probably six months 12 months and increase your monthly mortgage payment so you want to know the difference between the two and understand what those options are now does it matter if your loan is federally backed or what's the situation with that because you do have to see right how you got your loan your mortgage absolutely that's the main component of it right angela so if your loan is owned by like fannie mae or freddie mac which is typically for um, conventional mortgages um those are the mortgages from what i'm seeing from my customers are actually getting deferred and put on the back end or coming up with some sort of payment plan. But loans that are not federally backed are the loans where people are getting forbearances, right? And I think that's where a lot of people may find themselves in trouble because let's face it, if you can't pay your mortgage over this three months, what makes you think you can pay your mortgage, four months of mortgage in July? Um, so right, I think right. um, there's going to be a lot of issues coming July where people are going to need loan modifications. And if you read the stimulus package, um, they told lenders not to report people um, to their credit report if they take out a deferment or forbearance. But it said nothing about a loan modification. And a loan modification is typically reported to your credit report as a negative thing. Um, so that can ruin some people's credit. That's almost like a mm-hmm. foreclosure, so to speak. Now, what about interest rates? They're saying that interest rates are at an all-time low. Is this a time right now where people should possibly be refinancing if they can? And are banks lending money right now? Um, absolutely. I think, first, yes, people should look into their options of refinancing, um, especially if you have, like, a FHA mortgage where you have PMI. Um, now you may be in a situation where you can refinance into a conventional mortgage and remove your PMI and plus get a lower interest rate. Um, also, folks who want to pay off their loan faster, um, now this is the time to think about maybe going to like a 15-year because 15-year mortgages are in the mid-twos. This is the lowest that I've seen 15-year mortgages in probably my 18 years in the mortgage business. Um, now, are banks still lending? Absolutely, we're still lending, but we're going to make sure that um, people have jobs, number one, um, and people have the ability to repay back loans. So there have been some uh, restrictions or overlays that some lenders have put in place to kind of protect their business and their shareholders, which rightfully um, rightfully so they should. Um, but yes, banks are still lending um, today, mid-April. Now, what is the real estate any, market doing right now? Forget- how is the real estate market? Is it going down? Is it up? Is it is it? How, how does it look out there? Should people be in, investing or should they wait? What, what do you suggest? Homes are still selling at almost asking price. Sellers are not desperate yet. Um, so things are still moving according to plan. If you speak to any realtor, they'll tell you homes are still being listed for sales. Homes are still going in contract. I mean, we're still closing loans. 
people are still getting pre-approved. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, if it's, is this the right time to buy a home? I'll tell you, like I told you prior to COVID-19, if you are financially secure, if you have down payment, closing costs and reserves, and you are ready and the time is right for you, I think you should buy um, because of those things. If you're not financially secure, if you think you want to have some issues with your jobs coming up, then you shouldn't probably be looking to buy. You should probably wait until you know you have a little bit more security. Are there any forgiveness programs? I'm just asking for people out there. Is there anything they're doing where people maybe don't have to make a payment or anything What you mean like forgiveness? That? You mean like not pay at all? Like not pay for a month? I'm just asking because there's all yeah, kinds word. of programs. Good question. I mean, that's a great question. And um, I think banks are doing what they can to help people. Um, I haven't heard any true forgiveness right now. I mean, there's a couple of stimulus packages that, that's floating across the Internet right now where they're trying to come up with mortgage cancellation and rent cancellation for up to a year. Um, it hasn't passed um, into law yet, but I think there are some things being worked on by politicians to try to make it a little bit more easier for people going through this unprecedented time. But as of right now, no, there's only really forbearance and deferment options right now with the service and lenders. Hey, question, question, Matt. What, what is, what's the most effective plan to, to get through this that will benefit the banks and homeowners? In the perfect world, Charlamagne, I would just say, look, man, banks, we're making billions of dollars every single quarter. I understand investors got to get paid. But I think, listen, just forget a forbearance. Just tack in if somebody needs six months, put it on the back end of their loan. Um, if the government is going to print money, print the money to pay the back-end investors to keep the system going. But I don't think no one should really be worried about mortgage payments or rent payments or what's going to happen after this because this is really no one's fault. Right. You can't blame anyone for this, right? This is a virus. So right. I, I think the perfect plan, Charlamagne, and I think just put it to the back end of the loan and let people kind of breathe and reset. I agree. Um, because we're, we're all going to take a loss on this, no matter no matter your your, your wealth status, you know, no matter your race, it doesn't matter. So we're all in this, in this together. So I think that would probably be in a perfect world. Just forgive everybody. Student loans, credit cards, car loans. Put it on the back end. The back end of their debt. Yep. Yeah, and just call it a day. That way people are not thinking about this. Like, it's people dying. I mean, we're all in the tri-state, so we're seeing it firsthand how, how this is really affecting us. So mm-hmm. who wants to be thinking about their bills at a time like this or their job or can they afford to get food? And these stimulus packages, I mean, $1,200. I mean, it's a lot of money to some people, but here in the Tri-State, that really doesn't get you much, you know, especially if you have children. So I, I think the 2000 a month that they're trying to um, propose, I think that would be a good thing to help families. And, you know, I, I'm, from what I'm reading, they increase the income limit for families, you know, up to like 130000 I believe, if you're single. So I think that would be a good plan because you, you're getting to help more people and you have teenagers, like 17, 18-year-olds involved too, so now they can get money. So I think if they were to pass something like that, where it could benefit everybody, but then consumer um, as a whole versus just the big businesses, I think we can come out this ahead and the economy could be strong. 2020 is the year to reset, um, in my opinion. So why not just completely reset everything and just call it a day and print the money and pay the investors and keep the system going? All right. All right. Well, thank you for checking in, bro. We appreciate you. Thank you, Matt. Assets over liabilities. We see you. Yo, that's a fact. I've had over liability. Shout out to Earn Your Leisure. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I appreciate appreciate y'all, man. Keep pushing the narrative forward, man. Keep pushing the... All right, brother. Thank you, man. All right, guys. Be safe. All right, peace. It's Matt, the mortgage guy. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Dr. Emmanuel for joining us this morning. Yes.
Thank you. Salute to Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel. I mean, listen, man, the coronavirus is is changing every day. It's new information coming up, coming out about it every day. And I just think people need to be updated every day on on, on all of the, the new changes that's happening with the coronavirus. I just don't, I just, it's bugs me. I mean, I just want people to say they really don't know. And that's why I like guys like Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel, because he's just like, yo, this thing is always changing. Like people will give, people will say things like, uh, oh, well, you know, they're saying the virus can go 13 feet. No virus can go 13 feet. It's a new virus, <laughs> right? Mm. <laughs> Things evolve over time. Like, this is a new virus. It's something you've never seen before. So I don't think anything should be dismissed when it comes to this. All right. And also shout out to my brother Matt for checking in. Matt, the mortgage guy. He's uh, gotten so many people mortgages. He works for a bank. Uh, and he was able to break down things that you should be looking for and doing when it comes to your mortgage refinancing, what you should be looking for if you're deferring a loan. So shout out to him for joining us this morning as well. Now, um, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. You got a positive note? Yes, man. I want to tell everybody out there, uh, you can't live a positive life with a negative mind. I want you to sit back and think about this. Uh, think about making your life a masterpiece. Okay, imagine no limitations on what you can be, have, or do. Breakfast club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done?